We're going to open the Word of God together. We're going to come to the Lord's table together. We've been, we've been in this series of, of uh, five Gs, and we've been talking about what does it mean to belong, right? What does it mean to belong in the body of Christ? Not just join, not just sign a card, but to belong in the body of Christ, to say, these are my people. This is my tribe. These are my people. I believe, we believe together the same things, and we're longing together for the same things, and we're pursuing righteousness and faith and love together with others who call on the Lord out of a pure heart. This is where I belong. This is where I find my, my, my buddy Ross, he used to tell me, he said, you know, there's the family you're born into, and then there's the family you choose. But what does it mean to belong with the family that you choose? And so we've been talking about, we've been talking about what does it mean to be saved by grace and to find your way into the body of Christ? What does it mean to have this determination, right? A determination that says, it's not a one and done, but I am determined to grow in Jesus. I am determined, if I stumble, when I stumble, to get back up and keep going. And I'm going to find my people, and I'm going to gather together with others who are calling on the Lord the way I'm calling on the Lord. And I'm going to gather together with those people, and together, I'm going to find not only my people, but I'm going to find myself. And the gifts that God has planted in me, the, the things that God has, has worked in my life to make me unique as his thumbprint so that I can be an instrument in his hand to see his kingdom come and his will being done in our world. And today I want to talk with you about what does it mean to give back? What does it mean to give back? What does it mean to be someone who says, like David said in one place, actually in two places, David said, who am I? And what is my family? Who am I and who are my people that we've been as blessed as this? I want to read it to you. I've got it marked in my Bible. It's in 2 Samuel chapter 7. When David David realizes, I am so blessed I'm so blessed. God has established me among my people, and God has given me a place, and God has given me, he's put a crown on my head. He's put a robe on my shoulders. He's, God, I, I am so, so blessed. And he says, you know what, I, I got I to gotta, I gotta build a temple for God. I got to build a house for God. God has established my house. I want to establish a house for God. And God says, no, 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 you don't understand. This isn't about what you can do for me. It's about, and David says this. He says, who am I, sovereign Lord? 2 Samuel chapter 7. Who am I, sovereign Lord? And what is my family that you have brought me this far? And as if, as if this were not enough in your sight, sovereign Lord, you've also spoken about the future of the house of your servant. And this decree, sovereign Lord, is for a mere mortal. God, who am I? That I would get to handle the holy things. God, who am I? That I would get to live in your presence. Who am I? That I would have the privilege to close my eyes and be immediately in the presence of the creator who loves me, who knows me, who knows everything there is to know about me and still loves me. Who am I? Who am I and what is my family that, that you would have brought me this far? Can you relate to that? Is there ever a time when you, just, when you just sort of look around at your circumstance and you say, you know what? Yeah, there, there are problems. There are challenges. There are things I wish were different in my life. But I am so crazy blessed. I am so crazy blessed. I see some of you nodding your head. 
Because you know what I'm talking about. Oh, it's not that there aren't things that need to be fixed. It's not that there aren't things that need to be different. It's not there aren't ways that you need to grow or take yourself, you know, by the, by the lapels and shake yourself every once in a while. But even in the midst of that, can you understand what it is to have this heart that says, who am I that you've brought me this far? There's, there's another time, David, essentially the same language. It comes at a different point in his life. At the end of his life, he says this. He says, who am I? First Chronicles chapter 29. Who am I and who are my people? Right? Who am I and who are my people that we should be able to give as generously as this, everything, everything comes from you, and we have given you only what comes from your hand. Can you wrap your mind around a heart that would say, I have been so incredibly blessed, and I just want to give back. I want to return thanks for all that God has done for me. And I know your antenna are going up, and you're going, oh no, this is a message on giving. They're going to pass the plate again. It's not just about the dollars. In fact, it's not even mostly about the dollars. You know why God is so concerned about your relationship with money? Because your relationship with money reveals something about your relationship with your heart to God. That's why, that's why God even deals with it at all. God doesn't need your money. God doesn't need anything as if, as if there was something I could give to God that, that would make him complete. He's not incomplete. He's not incomplete. But is there something in your heart that resonates with this idea? This idea, who am I? And who are my people? That you have poured out such incredible blessing on me. I mean, you look around the room and you see people with those shirts, like, like over here with the FBC+. Plus. Those, those are the people who are saying, you know what? I want to give back when it comes time to serve the kids. Or you look around and you see the people with the, with the lanyards around their, their neck that greeted you as you were walking in. And they, they're, they're basically saying, you know what, I, I want to give back. I want to I offer myself to the Lord somehow. Or you see the people who are helping you get your children checked in to go into Kidman. Or you see the people who are willing to pray with you when you're hurting and you're broken. Or you see the people who are willing to serve the Lord as they worship. Or maybe even look around and you see the people who are working behind the scenes in the booth and you realize these are people with skills and gifts and talents who have somehow recognized this is not from me, this is from God. And I get to give back something of that. So, so it starts with grace, right? It starts with this understanding, this aha moment that says, wait a minute, wait a minute. I'm a sinner, and I need a Savior. And I can't save myself because God knows I've tried. Jesus, come into my heart. Precious ones, if you don't have that, that's the conversation we need to be having. We don't need to be having a conversation about growing and gathering and giving back. We need to be having a conversation about how to meet Jesus at the point of your sin, at the point of his grace. And once you've done that, once you've done that, it's not a one and done. It's time for you to say, you know what? I've just been given this incredible gift. I couldn't earn it. I couldn't buy it if I wanted to. There's nothing, there's nothing that would gain me entrance into the kingdom except the God who so loved me that he gave his son for me. And now that he lives in me, I want to grow. 
I want to become the man, the woman that God has called me to be. I want to become more and more like Jesus. Paul said it this way in one place. He said, he said I beseech you, brethren, by the mercy of God, that you present yourselves a living sacrifice to the Lord. Don't be conformed to the world, but be transformed into the image of God's dear son. And when I blow it, when I stumble, when I fall, and I do, and you have, I will not stay down. I will get back up with the help of some friends who love me enough to not leave me on the battlefield. Some people who love me enough to go back for me and pull me up on their shoulder and bring me back to safety. And so grace and growing and gathering with the people who love you and who love Jesus and then, and then realizing what is the unique contribution that you get to bring to the table? What is it that makes you different than me and me different than you? What is it that causes us to look one another in the eye and say, I am incomplete without your gifts. I don't have all that I need unless you come alongside me. And I will bring what I have to the table. And I will count on you to bring what you have to the table. And together we will give back. We will give back according to what God has done for us. Jesus talked about it so clearly. When that woman came and she, she wet Jesus' feet with her tears and she dried them with her hair. The woman with the, with the jar of perfume. And, and Jesus said, let me ask you a question, Simon. Let me ask you a question. If there were two people who had this incredible debt, one's debt was this big and the other's debt was this big, and both, both have their debt forgiven, which one do you suppose would be more grateful? Which one do you suppose would love more? And Simon, grudgingly, said, well, I suppose the one who's been forgiven much would love much. Well, that's just common sense, right? And here's this woman who knows the depth of her brokenness, who knows the depth of her depravity, who knows what she was saved from and what she is now being saved to. And she's wet my feet with her tears and she's dried those tears with her hair. And this one who has been forgiven much, loves much. That's the who am I principle, right? There's, there's another place where it's far more pragmatic, far more cut and dried. And it says, it says the one who is, to whom much is given, much is expected. Can I tell you something as we sit here in this room today? Much has been given. Much has been given. Most of us in this room today, uh, we would be globally speaking in the 1%, right? I mean, you got more than one pair of shoes, right? You got more than one shirt, right? Um, I, I don't want to labor the point, but I just want your heart to acknowledge we're just crazy blessed. I mean, part of it is an accident of birth, but part of it, you got to acknowledge, somehow God in his sovereignty allowed me to be born when I am, 
where I am, how I am. And it's the kindness of God. Romans chapter 2, verse 4. I love that. I love that line. It is the kindness of God that leads us to repentance. Who am I that I should be so blessed as this? Who, who, who am I and what is my family that we should be blessed like this? Who am I and, and, and who are my people that we should be able to give as generously as this? And so it, it begs the question, it begs these questions. It, it, it demands that we ask these questions. What have you been given? In just a little while, the deacons are going to join me back here and we're going to serve you the Lord's Supper. First those little pieces of bread and, 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 then, and then later we'll come back around with those tiny little cups with the fruit of the vine, right? The grape juice, the red that just reminds us of the body of Jesus broken and the blood of Jesus shed. But it's right that we would come to it with a, with a heart that is examined on the inside. So let me ask you, what have you been given? What have you been so blessed with? Maybe this one will be easier to answer. How much have you been forgiven? Some of you have a story that will cause the rest of us to weep. And some of us, some of us, would hear your story and ridiculously think to ourselves, my story pales in comparison. I got nothing to tell. I mean, God saved you from these extreme circumstances. And me, I was just raised in a Christian home. And, and I, I came to the place when I was a kid even. No time to have even done much, but I just recognized I needed a Savior. And my story doesn't mean much. That's a lie. That's a lie. Because you know how much you've been forgiven? You know how much you've been forgiven? All of it. All of it. His blood covers a multitude of sins. You know how much you've been forgiven? You've been forgiven to the uttermost. And that's good news. But every now and then, you need to go back and retouch that base. Every now and then, you need to go back and remind your heart of what you've been given and of how much you've been forgiven. And be reminded what the kindness of God looks like to you. What the kindness of God looks like to you. So I want you to be thinking about that as we walk through this. The grace of God. If you're not there yet, if you haven't come to that aha moment with Jesus, I want to invite you. Today's your day. Today's your day to say yes to Jesus. Today's your day to surrender and give up the trying in your own strength, in your own power. Today's the day to say, come into my heart. Come into my life. Forgive me of my sins. I'm a sinner and I know it. And you know it. And you're my only hope. I don't know everything there is to know. But I know that you're my only hope. Maybe you find yourself here today and, and you know what it is to stumble and fall. And getting back up is getting harder and harder and harder. And maybe today is your day to say, to come almost 
almost crawling, almost crawling to the Lord for restoration. Maybe today's your day. Maybe today's your day to say, you know what? I need some people in my corner. I need some people. You, you live a very self-contained existence, very self-sufficient existence. If I need something, I don't ask anybody. I just reach in my billfold and pull out the plastic. If I need help, I don't go crying to somebody. I pick up the phone and I find... I, I, but at some point, you're going to come to the end of all that. And you're going to realize, I need some people around me who will believe in God's work in me. Maybe today's your day. Maybe today's your day to realize and recognize once and for all, I'm tired of complaining about what I don't have. Lord, Lord, I want to give back to you what I do have. There's this line from Psalm 116. It says this, What shall I return to the Lord for all his goodness to me? What shall I return to the Lord for all his goodness to me? How do you give back? How do you give back to one? Uh, the book of Exodus, God is not served by human hands as if he needed anything. How do you give back to a God who doesn't need anything? You can't give it back all you can really do is give it forward give it forward to the people God has brought into your life people whose lives you need to touch with the message that saved you in the first place what shall I return to the Lord for all his goodness to me verse 13 Psalm 116 verse 13 I will lift up the cup of salvation I will call on the name of the Lord.